Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 170 from April the 29th, 1995, and this is Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today I'm sitting here with Doc Turner and not Hard Body Hopper. Our schedule continues to be crazy and nuts, and Hopper couldn't join us, but what we're going to have to do, Doc, is we're going to have to play one promo in particular the buddy landell one for hopper on the nwa show in the future we need his reaction to it would you agree fuck you what's that mean i don't know it's an unprofessional podcast i thought i'd just start out unprofessional no but seriously uh is play it, it for something? him you have to because it pertains to his superpower we'll talk about that in a minute um let me ask you something, though. When's this show going to drop? I don't, I, I don't have my calendar in front of me. It's well, it's it's a few weeks out, but, you know, the people need okay, to realize so. this is the window we have, so this is the window in which it gets recorded. Because I'm glad you asked that, because I got, I, got I got a message from someone saying, what do you mean your schedule's all messed up? You, recorded a free, you record some of these a few weeks out, and you record, you know, the uh, NWA show sometimes uh, well, always a hey, week in advance. Hey. Let me tell you people something. If y'all don't leave Mike alone, y'all are going to end the show. And let me and let me tell y'all something else. And this may be too late at the time, but you cocksuckers need to leave Lance alone. Seriously. <laughs> I heard, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm being serious now. This is a wrestling podcast. And I heard tale that you, so I've never talked to Lance. I've never met Lance. But I heard some of y'all were being real wrong, real wrong. Not like funny dudes kick each other in the shin. I hate you kind of stuff. But like talking about his family. And it's that kind of stuff that we don't make enough money from this that we could just walk away. And so I'm just telling you, everybody needs to. I mean, look, I we're the unprofessional podcast. So we ain't telling everybody that we need to have a prayer circle and eat milk and cookies. Right. We, we, we know what we're doing. Well, let's leave our families out of this shit, all right? All right. You're, you're and y'all need to leave. Well, I've been needing to say that for a while because, you know, Lance is a Lance is a little fellow that's not used to this kind of abuse. And nobody should have to deal with that. So I'm just saying, you know. Lance is real straight. He's, hey, you he's know what? real straight hey, least. You know what? Let's up the patron levels to 50 bucks a month, and then you can say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but for real, man. So everybody, we got some a couple of people out there that have kids, um, and, and we just got out of the the holiday season. Now, we, when we're recording this, this is the week before Halloween. When you're listening to this, you're starting to prepare for Thanksgiving, probably. But you you had the Halloween. You'll remember this. We're we're, we're still we're not recording that far in advance. We we are. The, the, this shit's gonna drop. I, I don't, in the I don't really care. I will never think about this episode again after I cut it in about forty-five minutes. So anyway, okay. what I mean is, at what point, when we were kids, Halloween consisted of going to school on Halloween, coming home, 
getting in your costume once it got dark, trick-or-treating for about an hour, and coming home and going to sleep. When did this shit turn into a full month full of shit? It's the commercialization of everything, and fucking Charlie Brown tried to tell us that back in the day with uh, Charlie Brown Christmas and whatnot. Bruh, but nobody listened back then. And I think now, it's, the fem- it's the females, man. They can't let it alone. Because the schools, the schools got something. The church has got something. Somebody else has something. Then, man, it's just like, dude. And then we got trick or treat night. My kids are getting in their costumes four different times. <laughs> and so you know what that means? Doc has to go to four different things. You you know what else is is frowned upon at the at the fall festivals, beer drinking. The one place that you need it the most, the fall festival, is the one place you can't go drink. Well, that's because you live in a you know, in a white suburb. You you could where I'm from, you could have drank at the fall festival. I hate to break the news to you, but you don't live there no more. You, you I'm came just saying. Place. Anyway, well, people didn't you know people didn't tune in yeah. for. People didn't tune in for the holiday talk or the or the your scheduling problems or or to hear me cut a promo on them about Lance. I'm serious, y'all need to, but y'all do need to leave Lance alone. Um, y'all want to make fun of SMU football? That's fine. You want to make he fun don't of care pro- about him? that? Nah. He's like, you want to make you want to make fun of him making programs or him being up to Von Eric's ass? That's that's fine. But leave his family out of it. Seriously. <laughs> All right, buddy. Here now, 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 he doesn't like Orn. That's fair game. That's just rampant stupidity. And I know that y'all all tuned in to hear Harper. We got to apologize for that, too. So I, Mike and I are going to do our best. He's been drinking Henny since about 1.30 this afternoon. That's not true. It's 8 o'clock. We're, we're primed and ready to go. Uh, the Mountaineers are ready to go. Look at all those hill folk right there in that um, shot. So hold on, you're ramping and raving. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. This is this is at least the Smoky Mountain. I just looked it up. It's Thanksgiving this week. Uh, this is the Smoky Mountain Thanksgiving. Which, by the way, you know, every Thanksgiving, if you listen to our NWA show, we have uh, how to give thanks the BTT way that Doc came up with years ago. So uh, if you're if you're listening to this show, make sure you listen to this Thursday show or what has as we've done on the NWA show recently. We actually will usually release it on Wednesday night uh, before Thanksgiving so you can enjoy it there. And that way you'll hear the the message of how to give thanks on Thanksgiving. So it is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. There you go. Doc. Why? That's when no, this no, no. Dropping. This show doesn't drop on Thanksgiving. This show drops on Sunday nights. I said the week of Thanksgiving. Oh. What do you think so the Smoky Mountain people give thanks for? This is where Harper would say, God. Ugh. That's what he yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. Can, can you imagine what <laughs> these assholes give he's thanks like, for? He's like Vince. Ugh. God damn it, pal. Ugh. God. What do they think? Thanks for fucking possum. <laughs> Can fucking possum. Anyway. All right. We've chatted it up enough. Uh, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your generous patronage each and every month. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you all. And remember, since it is Thanksgiving and those uh, holiday sales and all that other bull crap is getting ramped up, Amazon, you can use our link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support this show. 
without spending anything extra. So if you don't want to become a patron, fine. Use the Amazon link, please, because I know 90% of you shop on Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com, BTT, uh, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Go ahead, Doc. What you about to say? Well, here's how you do it. If you tried a few weeks ago by grabbing your girl by the hair, the scruff of the neck, and that didn't work, rip off her pants, grab her like a bowling ball, and lead her over to the computer and say, this is the link. That's nice, Doc. And on that note, we are again covering episode 170 of Smoky Mountain from April 29th, 1995. 30 more to go. Yes, you heard that right. Taping number two from Warrensville, North Carolina at Northwest Ash High School, drawing 350 people, if you believe the records on the internet. Les Thatcher and Chip Kessler kick off the show. Uh, we don't even get a formal show intro like we're used to. We actually get kind of like a, a recap at the very beginning almost. Uh, I don't even say a recap, but like an intro of what we're going to see this week with um, you know, w- what's going to go down, and I'll leave it at that because we'll get more into it. But that said, K- Chip Kessler does mention a few things at the top of the show before the intro music, and that's it. And we head straight to the ring where we see Larry Santo, Versus Steve Armstrong. Doc, any thoughts on Les's, I'm sorry, Chip's opening and then Larry Santo and Steve Armstrong? Well, at the beginning, Steve Armstrong does some dancing there. And he's kind of looking like Bob Armstrong, but he wasn't exactly dancing like Stanfield there, was he? Here no. he comes. Here he is. Yeah, he's just doing the, he's doing the leg thing. Nobody, yeah. nobody, can, nobody can hit the cabbage patch in the wiggle like Stanfield. I mean. That's right. I mean. That's, that's, I just, I miss Stan and the pelt three years later. That's some extra, you know, snatch magnet type stuff when, when Stan hits the wiggle. And the best part about it is we've reached this point on the NWA show where basically the, the midnight are, are kind of turning baby face. And when Stan's doing the wiggle and the shimmy, uh, and when I say kind of turning baby face, you know, we get the whole thing, the feud with them and Arn and Tully. The, the, he's getting getting more cheers, and I mean, can you imagine so the snatch so that Stan well, got as a heel, and, and imagine what he's getting as a face? That's what I wanted to ask you: is so for a guy like Stan, who, who can already bat at a pretty high percentage, does it help him turn in face, or is he just is he beyond? Does he transcend all of that? Like Rick no, and him, they could just he, they transcend it. But I mean, let's say he was a Let's say he was batting 500. Shh, he's batting 900 now as a face. Okay, so it does help. I mean, I think there's some some help in it. But yeah. any thoughts, Doc, on Larry Santo versus Steve Armstrong? Steve got him a haircut since the last time we saw him. I don't know what it is because Steve doesn't have just a ton of charisma, but he has that Armstrong thing, so I like him. I, you know, that's about all I had. He's solid. I like Steve. He's solid. He is. I mean... He's not going to light the world Here's on fire, the thing. but he's good. And this is this is just the truth. If he is your top anything, then your promotion's probably not going to make it. But he's really I like him on the card. He's oh, yeah. he's so that's kind of my take. Yeah, I agree. He's But I'm kind of done with that cuz I I'm ready to hear what Boudreaux has to say about some stuff. Well, so first <laughs> off, they <laughs> They air they air a replay of Buddy Landell defeating Bobby Blaze last week, and then this is followed by a promo from from Buddy where they are at Classy Motors. 
And it figures. You, could, you couldn't write that. Cla- up. Go ahead. You couldn't make that up if you tried. The fact that it's named Classy Motors. Yes. That's the ultimate irony. I mean, I don't. I don't know if people realize it's just. You know, Harper came up with the "That's Real Classy" many, many years ago, four years ago at this point, and now, yes, the the, the irony of that is is amazing. It's it's, it's the incredible. only thing that would be better, and I don't know if this is true or not because I don't remember. Is is that classy with a K or classy with a C? C. <laughs> oh boy. So so again. Um, oh no. The phone number's there, too. Somebody's going to call it. Classy Motors Incorporated guaranteed financing, which means that they're going to charge you 35% for some bullshit that, that's got frame damage or water damage or is a piece of crap car. $49.99 hey. or $5,000, basically, or less. Most cars. Most cars what? It says most cars above that. Oh God, that's a good catch. I didn't even um most cars. So most cars are under under five. All and right, like Doc, seven point font. With that said, mm. um do you want to go to Budrow here? He's, we need to. He's at Classy Motors. With and Wayne. He's got a message for us. And he's with Wayne. He's with Wayne. Here it is. Boy, Buddy Landale, the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion. And I'm here today at Classy Motors on Clinton Highway in Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, Bobby Blaze, I'm here for a purpose. And my purpose being this. Since I stomped you and humiliated you to win this Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title, you're in a no-title-wearing, coal-dust-blowing, no-time-telling, broke-puke from Ashland, Kentucky. Now, what I'm going to do, since I'm a compassionate human being, being the outstanding pillar of the community that I am, I'm here with Wayne from Classy Motors, and I'm personally going to buy you a vehicle. Now, that's what kind of a person I am. See, it's like this, Bobby. Since you're walking around with no car, and you got to feed your family on food stamps, carrying your old lady on your back, and especially feed that illegitimate kid of yours, let it never be said that the Nature Boy Buddy Landell wasn't compassionate. My heart goes out to you. I feel for you. Especially living in Ashland, Kentucky, but be that as it may, that's where you live. So I'm here today to purchase you a vehicle. Wayne, I'm just asking you this. You got any cars around here that would be suitable for a coal dust blowing puke from Ashland, Kentucky? Yeah, we got plenty of cars here. I got three or four I'm going to show you here in just a few minutes. It'll be perfect for him. Hey, Nature Boy, how about a 1989 Pontiac Grand Am? It's got new tires. 40-something thousand miles, a one-owner car with a cold air. What do you think? No, 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 no. Listen, we're talking about a puke from Ashland, Kentucky, Bobby Blaze. This is way too nice of a car for him. Besides, he'd probably get it stuck in one of them stinking mud ruts up there in Ashland, Kentucky in that trailer park he lives in. So we, let's just go to the next one. Hey, bad nature boy, how about a 1992 Chevrolet pickup truck? Got leather interior, got cold air on it, V8. And this is high enough off the ground. I believe he can get around it. What do you think? Well, let me ask you a question. Does it have jumper cables? No. Well, if it ain't got jumper cables, then he won't know how to operate it. Next one. Let's go. How about a 1987 5.0 GT Mustang 5-speed? You think that's good enough for him? Wayne, I'm going to tell you something. As nice a car as that is, it's way too fast of an automobile for somebody like Bobby Blaze. Besides, I don't want to be involved in promoting illegal liquor sales. He'll be running moonshine in this stinking thing. We got to go to the next one. Come on, baby. 
Wayne, I'm gonna be honest with you. Here at Classy Motors, you guys just got way too good automobiles for somebody like Bobby Blaze. Now, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you one week to find that puke from Ashland, Kentucky, the suitable transportation. One week, okay? So I'm gonna be back next week, and I want you to have something suitable for Bobby Blaze. It's messed up, man. Come on. <laughs> 1989 Pontiac Grand Am, one owner with cold air. <laughs> Boy, that's like luxury back then in the Smokies, man. Cold air, man. What? <laughs> that used to be a real heavy selling point for a vehicle when you were buying one back in the day. Power windows, power steering, cold air. All right, Doc, what did you think about this? This was great. On-site activities at Classy Motors. Classy Motors doesn't exist anymore, shockingly enough. Uh, we got Wayne there. How would you describe Wayne to the people? Uh, just, I mean, he's just, he's actually a normal-looking fella. He's just got a very, very country accent. He's Southern. probably, what, 36 years old, white t-shirt, white shorts. I don't know if he'd be about 30. See, he looked like he'd be maybe 30. Around 30 years. It's hard to tell, but about 30 years Wayne, old. Wayne's a mess here. How about that? I, I don't know if he's a mess. Why okay. do you think he's a mess? Oh, because of the attire he's got on? Yeah. Oh, because because you're saying no car salesman is going to look like this guy? Would you buy a car from a guy wearing knee-length knee shorts? Okay, so you got to put things into perspective here. At the age of 20? Yes. Um, I would have been shopping at a place like this, even though I had a decent job and made okay money. But I bought a car from a place. I I bought a car from a place like this when I was in my early twenties, and it ended up having been uh, totaled. Exactly. And nobody told me. And when I went to get, then the engine block cracked, and I called Nissan, and they're like, "Yeah, we would have fixed this for you, but your car's been totaled before. You didn't know that." Yeah, that's what they do. That's what these little shops, that's what these little mom and pop type, you know, fi we finance here, guaranteed. That's what they sell you. Here's a lesson. They ain't, boys sell and girls. They ain't selling cars. They're selling loans. They're selling loans. Here's a lesson, boys and girls. This, I'm dead serious. Let's be, let's be, let's be real. Boys. I'm being, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury out there, let me tell you something. Get you a vehicle, if at all possible, from a reputable dealership. Not these little dealerships that say we guaranteed finance where everyone drives off because what they will sell you is a vehicle with a salvage title, a vehicle that's been totaled, a vehicle that may have rolled back miles because what they do is they get these hunks of junk from basically auto auctions and it's vehicles that the reason they're at the auctions and that they can get them for these crap ass prices is because reputable dealerships don't want these vehicles because they can't sell them because they don't meet their standards so just if at all possible and i know it's not always possible because i've been to places like this and bought vehicles just like doc or bought a vehicle and it was a hunk of junk like docs but try your best because like doc said they're selling you a loan basically 
They're literally selling you a loan at 35%. Yeah, I don't buy new cars either. I buy year or two old certified pre-owns from the dealer. And my rich ass tries to pay cash these days, so I ain't even getting a loan. No, lucky you. Yeah, you know, well, hey, look, I haven't always been able to do that. So I started from the bottom. I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And for reference point, we're going to move on because the, the see the thing about what we saw here, this is just the beginning. We don't see how it is. The, the best part well, is about just think yeah. about the cars they showed them. 89 but, Pontiac Grand Am, one owner, cold air. They show them a nice, decent little truck for the air. They that show truck them a 5. Was nice, 0. dude. Yeah, that's that what I'm truck, saying. The, these are all I nice think, vehicles. I think Buddy was right where that truck and that Mustang are both too nice for, for Bobby. I agree. That's messed up. It's what? messed up. But my point, my well, point being is this is just the start of it. Well, I think Bobby could drive an 87 Mustang now. I just, not back then. <laughs> okay. Any this other was, thoughts on this? this? No, this is, this is great. I loved it, man. This was awesome. It's fantastic. Next, week, next week's better. Next week is better. This is great. And if you're a patron and you you literally can watch it along with us, you will love yeah. it even more because you'll see the vehicles that they're talking about. It's it's some really, really fabulous stuff. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Great way to support this show. Plus get the video versions, the world-class shows, the ECW shows, all that stuff is up on our Patreon feed. All right, Doc, we'll keep going they um after the great segment with Budro and, and the car salesman, we get a replay of the confrontation segment with Les Thatcher, Unabom, and Al Snow when Gibson came out to fight them, but they eventually beat him down and they almost nail him into the coffin slash wooden box before he's saved. Um, we don't talk much about replay, so I'm gonna keep going. We then get literally a 13 second promo from Gibson where he says he's gonna get them back. And I, I'm 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 not joking. It was 13 seconds. Doc, did you have anything from it? I think he said something about Ajax not washing something off, but I didn't get have anything else. Yeah. And then uh, after Robert Gibson's quick, quick promo, where what's he looking at, Doc? Come on. I love Robert. I love him. That, it's a joke. He looks like he's looking at the camera to me. That's not Dude, classic. Look at that left eye. It's like Man. <laughs> that left eye is looking at. That left if eye you, is looking at that locker behind him, bro. If you if you if you just zone in on his left eye, that's messed up. Man, you that's not right, man. <laughs> yeah, and because what Al Snow said about his his tears rolling behind his back, that's really nice too. Well, it? he's trying to draw money. What's your problem? I'm just mad. Robert Gibson is a good dude, man. He's hilarious. I've he's he's a he's a good dude, man. I'm just I'm just I've been around him a few times. Good dude. Hilarious dude. Um, it's amazing cause, cause his promos honestly aren't all that great, but if you've ever been around him for a while, he's, he's a riot. Okay. So we keep going after that. They, uh, show a, a graphic for may mayhem, a may mayhem match coming up. I wouldn't hang my hat on learning much too much about this. It's just something that they're plugging. Nothing. Okay. I got it on TV, but I had a question about it. How is this different than spin the wheel, make a deal? Yeah, I, it's. I think this is just something that they kind of did, trying to draw up some interest to get to the matches where, you know, but I, it ain't, don't, 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 I don't even want to spend time on it because it's not something that's, like, going to have any long-term 
anything in this promotion long term. All right. All right, we get a Boo Bradley promo um, at in front of the same locker that Robert Gibson was in, and Boo says they're going to have a Jersey dog fight. And my only note, I'm not playing it, too many goddamn rules, too many goddamn stipulations, even though the match actually is a lot simpler than Boo tried to communicate. I just what thought this sounded dumb. It was too many rules. It, it, it was like the damn Tower of Doom thing. And I was like, and then if you've, like, I've seen it already, so I kind of know how the match goes. The match was fine that they had. I don't think anything was wrong with it, but it's just Boo explaining the rules. It just, I was like, this is too much. I mean, the average person isn't grasping this. It just doesn't make sense. So that's all I had. Not that Boo wasn't bad. It's just him explaining the matches or, or the stipulations. You can be mean. He's long. dead. He can't hear you. You're an asshole. What? We then go to Bobby Blaze versus Killer Kyle for the Beat the Champ TV title. The thugs and gangsters both are at ringside. The thugs being Tracy Smothers and Dirty White Boy. Um, this thing, the thugs are out there. They want to make sure there are no shenanigans that go on in this match. Because, I mean, Bobby, if you leave him out there with the gangsters, his little pink neck is going to end up, you know, hey! and, and hey, Bobby, he knows I love him. Uh, anyway, the, the thugs are out there to he make can't, sure. He can't help it if he's worth two-fifths more than New Jack. All right, Doc, what you got for this match from it? <laughs> You're starting to get frustrated with me, aren't you? Uh, I'm just getting through the show. I don't like it when all those guys are around the ring. I just don't. That's your only note? No, my other note was meh because I didn't like the finish. And it wasn't anything against Kyle and Bobby. I kind of wanted to see this thing play out with them. That's all. Yeah, you know, I mean, the matches on this episode, like most, are just not really long. I mean, they they spend a lot. There's a lot more promo time, and I've I've chalked it up to this. You know how a long time ago you said I don't know if I really liked wrestling as much as I like the shit talking. Well, right. if you really look at a pattern in Smoky Mountain wrestling. That's probably why we like it, because it's just a lot of shit talking and vignettes and promos. Like, there's really, they, the average episode every week is like eight to ten minutes in the ring. And 40, too, much, too, too much. 40 other minutes of, of shit talking. If I'm serious. If you go back and look at it, it it's amazing when you, when you look at it, but it's neither here nor there. All right. So the way this match goes is, again, the thugs come down to ringside. They want to make sure there's no shenanigans with the gangsters. But in the end, uh, Boo ends up hitting Killer Kyle because Boo is down at ringside too. Boo hits Kyle. And Bobby, who just lost the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title not that long ago, he wins the TV title by by pinning Killer Kyle. So Mr. Schmedley is now the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Beat the Champ TV title. That makes, him, that makes him the Triple Crown winner because he also won the junior title. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? <laughs> hey, here's another fun fact. He's the last Beat the Champ t- title holder. I wasn't going to spoil that, but you are correct. And we actually asked him about that the first time he was on the show. I think you, you sent that question to me. You were like, ask him about that. And basically what it was was the promotion was – I don't know if Jim planned to, if Corny planned to retire it, but the promotion, as we all know, comes to an end a few months later, and it. I guess they just never, you know, they never had a chance to go back to it, even if they wanted to. Anyway, 
All right, Doc, are you ready for this long vignette or promo we're about to get into? I guess. All right. So let's go to it. Here it is. Wrestling fans, we are here in the conference room of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Jim Cornette has called this get-together today. At this time, he is planning, I believe, to announce the mystery partner for Bullet Bob Armstrong at Volunteer Slam in Knoxville as Mr. Armstrong and whomever Mr. Cornette is bringing will go against the gangsters in a special Texas death match. Mr. Cornette. You see, the reason why I wanted to wait, Bullet Bob, to reveal who your partner is going to be, you know, I took the liberty of signing the match, as I told the folks last week, is because I, I, I don't know exactly whether or not you're going to like it too much, so I had some arrangements to make. That's why I've asked Mr. Sandy Scott, the general manager of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, to be here. Um, I made some arrangements that I think will make it a whole lot more palatable who your partner's going to be, but you see, I know what you want, because I want the same thing. You want a showdown with the gangsters. You want one match where you can not only beat them one, two, three, but where you can make them unable to continue, beat them down once and for all convincingly. And that's a Texas death match, because you can't win by pinfall in a Texas death match. You've got to beat your opponent until he's unable to continue. That's what you want with the gangsters. You want them stretched out flat, and that's what I want to see. So that's why I signed the Texas death match. Now, who could I get to be your partner? Well, I hemmed and hawed about that for a little while, and then I realized there's only one man in the world that could be your partner at a Texas death match and be assured of victory against the gangsters. So at the Volunteer Slam in Knoxville, Tennessee, at the Civic Coliseum on May 19th, your partner against the gangsters in the Texas death match will be Terry Funk. Oh, oh no. You gotta be out of your ever-loving mind, man. I fought that guy from here to the... Are you nuts? No, no. You can't trust that guy as far as you can throw a bull by the tail. Terry Funk, he's a madman. He's an idiot. Everybody in the area knows he's a nut. Let, let, let me just say this. I knew you'd have that response. Are, are you saying you're not gonna team up with him? Is that what you're let saying? Let me say this. Can I trust him? How in the world can I trust a guy like that? He'd turn on his own mother. Well, his see. father invented the Texas death match. Everybody knows that. And look, why would he like me? I'm the only guy that ever beat him in a Texas death match. Why should I trust him? That's why I realized that. I realized that you're the only guy ever to beat Terry Funk in a Texas death match. That means that you guys are the kings of the Texas death match. And I knew that you'd feel that way. I knew you wouldn't be able to trust him. So I had to give you something to show that you can trust me and him. Mr. Sandy Scott, if you'll show uh, Bullet Bob the check, please, has a check in his hand, a cashier's check, not a personal check. You see, a couple of years ago, when you wanted to get even with me, Bullet Bob, you put up the Armstrong family money-back guarantee right there in the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. You said if you didn't send me to the hospital, that you would refund the ticket money of every man, woman, and child that paid their way into the Knoxville Coliseum to see that match. And as a result, I went to the hospital. You sent me straight out on a stretcher like you said you were going to do in the back of that ambulance. You didn't refund no money because you kept your word, but your word was as good as your bond. Well, what I'm doing is the Cornette family money-back guarantee. It's real simple. That is a check for $50,000. That is the approximate amount of money that would be paid for a sellout crowd in the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. So no matter how many people come to see that match on May 19th, if you and Terry Funk do not win the match with the gangsters, if you don't beat the gangsters and make them unable to continue stretched out in the middle of the ring, once and for all, the showdown, then I'll refund the money of every man, woman, and child that buys a ticket. I won't have any choice because Smoky Mountain Wrestling and Sandy Scott have the check on deposit. I won't have a say in the matter. It's in their hands. 
So you got a deal right there that you know I ain't going to come up off of 50 grand. So it's either like this. Either Terry Funk, you can't trust him and he does something to you and you guys don't win that match. Things go awry and I lose 50 grand. Or you and Terry Funk team together, beat the gangsters in the Texas death match, and I keep my $50,000. What do you got to say? Is this, Sandy, is this 50 grand? Am I reading that right? $50,000 right here, signature. That's Cashier signature. check. We will hold you'll it. You'll deposit it? Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make that statement one more time. Okay. If you, go ahead. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it. If Bullet Bob Armstrong and Terry Funk do not win the Texas death match on May 19th in Knoxville, if they do not leave the gangsters laying face down in the middle of the ring, unable to continue, if they don't get their hands raised in victory, then Jim Cornette's 50 grand on deposit with Smoky Mountain Wrestling will go to refund the money of every man, woman, and child that buys a ticket to see that match that night. You know, Cornette, I know how you feel about money. I think when you sleep, you see dollar signs, and I know how your mother is about that money. And I, I don't believe you would come up off $50,000. And the way I feel about Funk, he's one of the toughest men in the business, no, no doubt about it. But if you're willing to put up 50 grand, I'm willing to take a chance. But I'll tell you this, I'll be looking over my shoulder. Sandy, will you take this check? With him, I trust it a little better with him holding it instead of you. I'll be his partner. Volunteer slam, maybe I'm sticking my foot in the grave, but I don't care. I want to get rid of the gangsters. If it takes this to do it, then brother, I'm your man. The bullet will be there, and I won't be shooting no blanks at the volunteer slam. See that Funk does it. That's exactly right. That's all I want. The gangsters are going down, and they're going to get stretched out. <laughs> there you have it, fans. Volunteer slam in Knoxville. Bullet Bob Armstrong, Terry Funk versus the gangsters in a Texas death match. Well... We got Funk coming back. What do you think, Doc? Oh, that was a while, man. I started dozing off there, man. It's late at night. Mm. Um, I like this for reasons that I can't explain. I know Harper would probably piss all over this because he's tired of it. But I like it. I don't know why. It's just sort of the it is the main narrative of the whole Smoky Mountain story is these two battling each other. I, I, the part I didn't like was they talked about Texas death match and BA is like, I don't even know. It didn't know that it was already going to be fun when everybody else did. But, um, I really liked the idea that they're bringing up the check and the check comes from like two years prior with, with the, the hospitalization match, bringing that back up tying those strings together i like that piece um it's silly to think that funk and armstrong would work together but corny's doing just enough to go well he's put all this in place why won't it work so it's implausible but corny's working overtime to to sell it to where it Okay, we can make this thing work. Yeah, I mean he he's putting it, all his money on the line, and the thing is, it's not like he can and, just. And Bob sells it. He's like, "Yeah, you wouldn't turn away money," and so it's like, "Well, shit, he is." You know, I mean, maybe this is on the up and up kind of thing. Yeah, and he said he, he. The thing is, it's not like he's. It's not like put it like this. He's already given the check to Sandy to deposit, so it's bonded. Like, if something happens, that check's good. 
the, they verified the funds are there. If something happens, I did, well, I did laugh with with Bob asking Sandy. Now this is legitimate, right? And they're both looking at it like two old men trying to figure out the internet together. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's I, like, well, it seems like I, it's on the up and up. Here's the thing. Of the three of us that do this, I think I'm most will go along with the whole BA corny than than um even you and definitely Harper. Harper's just sick of it. He's like, Oh, here we go again. You know, he he says Well, you know, time. he's got that big long attention span where he can just, you know <laughs> if it's not Golden Girls plots, he's he's out. So Look, here's the thing. Even if you see what's coming, you it's hard to dispute the way he did it with the check and telling Sandy, look, you get deposited, man. It, it's good. We verified it's good. And at the end of the day, like he said, if you and Funk don't win, I got to pay up. So just knowing that, why would Funk double cross you? Why would I put Funk in position to double cross you? Keep that in mind. That's the point right there. So we will have yep. to wait to see how this shakes out at Volunteer Slam. So there you go. All right. Doc, any other thoughts? Like I said, man, I like this more than maybe even I should, but I do. Now we go to a promo from Ricky Morton, who is at home with a neck brace on, and he is visibly injured after his after he him being viciously attacked in the previous yep. episode. Do you think he told his his female to get in that dress for the promo? Let's play it first, and then I'll answer. Here it is. Okay. Still recovering from the compressed vertebrae he suffered in the attack by Al Snow. Let's go to these words from Ricky Morton at home. I like to start off by thanking all the fans for all the calls, the letters, concerning about my neck. You know, through this whole ordeal. You know, it's gave me a lot of support because, you know, sitting here in this chair all day or laying over in the bed, you really pulled me through this. But, you know, the doctor says I can't come back to about the middle of May because I have two compressed vertebrae in my neck, a lot of other trouble. But I'm here today to say one thing is I'm asking Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Before I do come back, I like to have two things. One of them is, is to have Al Snow in the ring. Another one, it's a situation where there's no outside interference. You see, Rock and Roll Express has been down before many times. A lot of people say, well, they'll never be back. A lot of people say that Ricky Morton will never be back. But one thing about it is I'm coming back, Al Snow, at your expense, because I got one thing to prove. One thing to prove to you, brother, that Rock and Roll, that you're never going to get rid of us. You know, we've been through a lot of situations, a lot of them, Al Snow, some that you don't even know about. You said for the last 13 years, all you ever thought about was the Rock and Roll Express, how to end the era. Well, one thing that you did accomplish, Al Snow, you did take the Smoky Mountain titles away from us. But one thing that you didn't do, you didn't take the pride away from me. See, I don't care what it takes, Al. I've been there before. Every day that you get up and you think about the situations, what you have done to me, well, see, I'm thinking about the same thing. Now, all I'm asking is Smoky Mountain Wrestling. It's just to give me these two things. A match with you, and a match where I know there'll be no outside interference, where there'll be no you to bomb, or anybody else that you're trying to send out. Just me and you, and I prove you the best man. With me. 
All right, Doc. Any thoughts on uh, Ricky Morton right there? As he wants a piece of Al Snow. Ah, uh, he's not the only thing he wants a piece of. All right, we'll just tell the people why you asked about the dress. Well, it, look. Explain the dress. I mean, I'm no woman's fashion expert. It's just like she's got a black... Bro, that's, that's closer to her honey hole than it is her knees. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's that terrible. I don't think it's terrible at all. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, but you asked about it. Uh, what was she... Who? Yeah, I mean, did he tell her to show off or... I mean, what's going on here? I, I don't think he told her to show off. <laughs> So she was like, "This is Morton? my, hey, this is my." Let's go put that black. Let's put that black dress on. Show off that. Uh, show off them legs for them for these people. Right? For these for all these nice people. Yeah. So my point is, was <laughs> did she see this as her opportunity to show it off? Uh, I'm not talking about this man's girlfriend at the time, dude. I don't. I'm, I'm leave. I'm staying out of that. I don't know. Why, why do you always have to be a sissy about the topics? I'm just, she is not a topic oh. of this show. Ricky Morton's injury is. Always a sissy. All these nice people. Hey, baby, why don't you go, let's go with that black, uh, that, that sexy black dress you got on back there. Right. For all these nice people, you know. Well, you he's trying to get camera. sympathy. Why do I feel sorry for him? He's about to get some titties in his face. <laughs> That's nice, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts on Ricky Morton? Well, he's going to get a match, I bet. Well, he does want a match, and just pay attention to Les right here as Unabom and Al Snow are out here now responding to uh, Morton. Here it is. With me, the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions, Unabom and Al Snow. We just heard from Ricky Morton and his lovely lady at home, and <laughs> this he, guy was, was that, really hurt was bad. He's out till mid-May. Was that taped in a barn? Were they sitting on a bale of hay? Was that a cow sitting next to him in that barn? I mean, you put the guy out, isn't that enough? They go throw more insult with the injury. I feel so sorry for you, Ricky Morton. Oh, it's so bad. Because now you've lost your career, and here soon you're going to lose that skank of a bag of yeast you call a girlfriend. Come she's on. she's going to finally wake up and realize what a loser she's been sleeping with for all this time. Ricky Morton, I've ended your career. I've taken your belt. And now your woman's going to leave you. She's going to pack up and find the next, next best thing that comes along. I don't think that she's the type of woman that can live on food stamps, Ricky. Now, look, this is what I've got. I'm the man, Ricky, and you're not. You better hope that bag of yeast finds a new man. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Here's Andrea, Ricky Morton's girlfriend, out on the set. Hold on here. Hold on. You guys, get her. Get her out of here before she gets hurt. Watch out before she gets hurt. Have you got a hold of her, Mark? Hold on to her now. Hold on to her, Sandy. Come on, come on, Andrew. Come on, come on, come on. Wait a minute, are you hiding behind me? I wouldn't have to hide behind you. <laughs> I tell you, he don't get no better than this. Robert Gibson, you found a new partner, Ricky Morton's bag of yeast of a girlfriend. Jesus. I can't stand it. Robert. That's nice. You've now got. Hey, keep that crazy woman away from me. You stay. Hey, 
Oh, come on, I'll dock you out just like your husband. All right, like uh, don't be hiding <laughs> behind me. <laughs> Look. I'm afraid she's going to get hurt. I'm afraid if she hits you, you it's might get hurt. It's good to see who's the real tough guy in the Borden family. Obviously, Ricky wasn't. He's sending his old woman to fight his battles. Ricky Morton, if I had a shred of decency, which I do, that's the only thing that's keeping me from taking her, turning her over my knee and spanking her, because I know how much she probably likes it. Lester, it's been fun. It's been real fun. Oh, now we've got to go and end another man's career. All right, well, you're going to go wrestle. All right, we're going to throw it to ring announcer Tommy Noe. Ladies and Okay, uh, <laughs> that was pretty foul by, by Al Snow. Doc, what do you think? <laughs> Come on. Al Snow's turning it on lately. I wasn't a fan early on, but, dude, he just called her a bag of yeast. It's pretty bad, isn't it? That's pretty bad, man. It got her out. Well, the line got that got up, me it was... Got her, it got her up off of her bread maker, and she came out to get some, and then he offered to punch her in the face. That's nice, Doc. The line that got me was, I'll knock you out like your husband. It's good to see who the tough guy is in the Morton family. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. Damn, that's messed up. This is pretty yeah. foul. He's pushing it. Yeah, he, he this is he, hmm. he walked right up to the line of things that I think you can say. I would have been like how you know, we talk about things that went over our head on the NWA show, right? In the eighties. We were like, Oh, when you go back and look at it, Rick was talking about all kinds of things that we may not have completely understood. Where's the line there where bag of yeast would have gone completely over a certain age group's head? Well, it wouldn't have went over hours. We would have knew what that was at that time, but like, right? If but you're, if but, you're yeah. ten years old, you're you you probably were like, huh? Uh-huh. And you can't look it up. You got no way to look this up. Yeah, that <laughs> it's so terrible. Oh my! Well, let me tell you, man, Alice, that he's drawing some heat, man. That's some foul stuff. Yeah. He calls her a walking bag of yeast. Stay away from me. I'll knock you out like your husband. It's good to see who the tough guy is in the Morton family. I mean, basically, he's calling her a dude, and she's tougher than him, and she's got yeast problems. That's mm-hmm. He's batting for – he just hit the cycle on that promo when he's trying to, you know, lay into her. That's pretty messed up, man. Yeah. What else you got? I, no, that's, that's pretty much it, man. That was yeah. good stuff. We go to Mike Mason and George South after that versus Snow and Unibomb, the dynamic duo. Uh, but before we can get started, Robert Gibson, he comes down to ringside to tag with George South. So it's not going to be Mike Mason. Um, so George South uh, is, is now got a different tag partner. There are, well, let me ask you this. What do you have? And then I'll talk about what happens at the end. Uh, my notes in their entirety were Gibson is in. Uh, Yeasty is in, and ne- is Morton violating the advice to never let the, your broad work in the business? It's a good question. 
Because there's going to be something that happens later on this summer in yeah. real life with Morton that's going to be a problem. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I know why you. Yeah, I know why you're asking that. And because of that event that happens and all that stuff, I mean, technically, I guess maybe she shouldn't have been involved <laughs> because of what happens. That's the only reason why I say that. I'm not saying what happens is because of what happens here with her being involved in a quote unquote business. But I mean, you can't dispute the fact that something does happen with her personally and with Ricky and yeah. Um, there's that. Yeah. It's a yeah. sticky situation and we'll just leave it at that. Ugh. All right. Oh, so this match, there are shenanigans at the end of the match, just all over the place. The ref DQs Snow and Unibomb due to the ref being pushed down by Snow. So you got that going on for what goes down. Um, and then they're about to pile drive Gibson, them being Snow and, and Unibomb. But Andrea, Morton's girlfriend, comes in and she stops that from happening. Um. Andrea beats, I don't want to say beats up, she she lays some in the snow a little, and then snow and Unibomb end up powdering out. So, I guess to the point you just asked a second ago, would Andrea get involved, she she gets involved again. I mean, it's booked that way. She didn't just take it, go rogue, and decide to do it on her own. But, um, you know, that does make you think about what ends up happening with her and everything that goes down with Morton and all that stuff in a few months. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Any other thoughts on her saving Gibson? <laughs> she's just she's laying in the snow for a minute or two, man. She's slapping him, punching him. Um, she's she's laying it into him. Any other thoughts, Doc? How many times do you think she hit Ricky like that for catching him with a rat? <laughs> I am not going to answer that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to answer that. But I tell you what, I will answer. Or I'll tell you what I will do. I'm going to play right now Al Snow, who goes over to the table. And I just noticed something a second ago. The, the, the old school desk is gone. This may have been when they lost it. I don't I don't know. We'll have to pay attention. Because that is a tablecloth over just a regular wooden table they're at right now. They're not. I noticed it a second ago when Andrea was out there fighting them. The desk is not there. But let's go to Al Snow now after the match when Andrea attacks him. Oh, man. You got some crazy skank of a cow attacking me in the ring. <laughs> ah. Oh, it don't get no better. Robert, you do have a new partner. And she's even better than Ricky Morton. Ah. And she better be. Because I was this close to it and you're sticking her. <laughs> and we will next time. Crazy witch or not. <laughs> you know, I noticed you covered up a little bit when she... Oh, okay. Well, there's the uh, comments of Al Snow. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Al Snow's messed up, man. That's some terrible stuff. He's, Gibson found a good partner. Morton's brought as a better fighter than Morton. Come on, man. He's just, he's relentless yeah. this episode, if you really think about it. he Look, I'm giving him the government cheese. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. He, we usually do that. We, we, we usually do that at the end. but I don't care. Uh, I, he's getting the cheese. Okay. What do you have from him right there? He's he's shining, man. Come on. It was good. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, I don't actually. 
sir. We go to we go to the main event. It's Bobby Fulton versus Buddy Landell for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Title. They have a long back and forth match. I mean, a long one by TV standards. We talk about this all the time when these matches go. Actually, when they go more than six, seven, eight minutes, that's that's kind of long for for the one hour TV. Uh, after a couple of false finishes near the end, Budro pulls a gimmick out of his trunks. He hits Fulton with it and pins Bobby Fulton to retain his title. Uh, I kind of went through that quick there, Doc. But like I said, they're back and forth throughout most of it. There's nothing really to talk about, but at least for me, I thought so. What did you think? I thought it was solid. Yeah, I solid. It Definitely was meat, solid. Meat, meat and potatoes. These two guys are both great workers. I can't get over how much Bobby Fulton looks like he's aged in the three years since he's been there. He looks 10 years older. Um, but both of these guys are good workers. There wasn't a lot to take notes on, but that didn't mean that it wasn't worth watching. I agree. I'm, I'm with okay. you right there. Uh, any other thoughts on it? Uh, no. All right. And like I said, at the end, I was trying to I was trying to get advanced to it a little bit. But at the end, what it is, is um, like I said, Budro pulls a pulls a gimmick out of his trunks and hits Bobby Fulton with it. And that's it. That's how it ends. So there you go. Budro retains his Smoky Mountain Wrestling heavyweight title on that note. All right, Doc. So then we got one more promo in this episode. And I, I actually think this is kind of cool what we're about to see, um, because Basically, what you have is some inner inner promotional, I guess inner promotional or conflicting promotion. To the degree that it could be done in 1995, this is about it, right? Right. So we got Tracy Smothers and Dirty White Boy, and then PG-13, and then lastly, a run-in from the Gangsters, or a promo from the Gangsters. So PG-13 being J.C. Ice and Wolfie D. We'll hear more. here. Let's go to the promo now. All right, with me, they call themselves the Thugs. You know them as the Dirty White Boy and the Wild-Eyed oh! Southern Boy, Tracy Smothers. And you guys have formed quite a combination, Trace. You got it, Les. You know, I think the PG-13's got something to say. Won't we hear that? Well, that's right. You guys are going to wrestle PG-13 for the USWA Tag Title. That's a volunteer slam in Knoxville. And let's hear from the USWA Tag Team Champions. To the P, to the G, plus the one and the three. That means JC Ice <laughs> and Sir Wolfie D. We ain't playing no games, so you better beware. You don't like us, so what? We, we really, really don't, don't care. care. Knoxville, Tennessee, this is PG-13, and we're from the USWA. And on the 19th of May, we're coming to Knoxville to beat up Tracy Smothers and the Dirty White Boy. And we're going to show all you Smoky Mountain hillbillies how we do it in the hood and from Memphis, Tennessee. See, what you don't understand, Tracy Smothers and Tony Anthony, is you're a bunch of inbred rednecks. We're from the streets of the hood, son, the city life, where everything you get, you take if you want it, punk. So what we're doing is coming to Knoxville to take what we want. That's another set of titles. We will be the Smoky Mountain champions. We will be the USWA champions. And we'll see you May 19th in the Knoxville Coliseum. Well, all right. You've heard from the USWA tag champions, PG-13. Trace, for the very first time, the USWA title is being defended in Knoxville at Volunteer Slam. You guys get the first shot. You got it. PG-13, you're the USWA Tag Team Champions. You're running around saying that the USWA is better than Smoky Mountain. Well, let me tell you something, guys. When you come to Knoxville, Tennessee, when you come to Volunteer Slam, it won't be rated PG, it will be rated R, and you will be in there with the thugs. And that stands for T is for terrible, H is for hell. 
U is for ugly and G is for jail, because a thug can't spell. But one thing we spell real well, and that's pain, and we spell it F-I-S-T. Right, white boy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you something. PG-13, they got the best in USWA. Since when have y'all tagged? Six weeks, maybe? Eight months ago today. We came to Smoky Mountains, and what did we tell you we was going to do? We beat the hell out the Rock and Roll Express. We beat the hell out the Heavenly Artists. And every once in a while, we done kicked your butt. We just ain't got a hold of you yet, punk. So what? The commissioner, I know, is Bob Armstrong. He behind it. You know what I'm saying? Once again, discrimination. And if it was anything, we ought to be the ones that get them little punk rednecks in the ring and beat the hell out of them like we done beat everybody else in the smoking mouth. Well, I'm going to tell you something, tell and i tell you tell punk. Me. If it means that much to you, you challenge us next week. And whoever wins, that's who will fight PG-13. Because PG-13 don't mean crap to me. And you know, you don't mean jack. Yeah, come on, come on, you guys. Not here, not here. You get your finger, you get your sticking hands off me, you stinking right. California reject. You want some of us, you got it. By God, any time. Next, Next week, week right during that rain, you can beat right. us. Hold on now, hold on, you guys. Hold on, everybody. It ain't nothing but a thing. All right, you've heard it. It is next week right here on this program. Dirty White Boy Tracy Smothers against the gangsters. We're out of time. Let's pass it for Chip Kessler saying Uh, there, uh, Tracy's really putting his palm and fist in the jack's chest on that one man they, they ain't tracy playing around on to, that i thought tracy was about to call him an end man <laughs> it was it was almost like if the thought bubble would have came above his head that's what it, the thought bubble would have said speaking of ends calm down people we're having we're just having a little fun with that i mean before anybody gets offended and mad but, but... speaking speaking of ends oh jesus pg-13 reminds me but instead of an n i'd like to find and replace with a w oh yeah back in the day that word they used to throw around that shit was ridiculous those two when they started rhyming Good <laughs> look at, God! Look at them with the hubcap and the, the USWA it's, titles. Here's the thing, Wolfie D. Wait, which one is which? Um, JC Ice is the short one. Yeah, he's Dundee's kid. Yeah, it, and, and Wolfie yeah. D. Wolfie D. Actually, looks decent in this role. It's silly, but he looks decent. Dundee's kid's a disaster on this. I thought that I didn't mind PG thirteen like the. Mm, way I'm sure you didn't because you modeled your career on it. I wouldn't say that at all. You're a you're a cross between Rocco Rock and JC. <laughs> I don't think so, but okay. No, I I I actually look. I th I think you're popping yourself. That's 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 a very lame. But what I was about to say was. Wait till so next the, week's. Wait till next week's promo with these two. JC Ice and Wolfie D. They're out there rhyming and rapping, and they're cutting this promo, which is ridiculous. And they're talking about May nineteenth, Volunteer Slam, and so it's going to be Smothers and Dirty White Boy versus PG thirteen for the U.S. Tag Titles. But uh, before we can get there, we got a match between the Thugs and the Gangsters, and that will determine Man. who fights them for these titles. 
Dundee's kids out there saying he grew up on the streets. Man, Bill Dundee said, be home by 930. I'm going to whip your little ass. This is awesome, man. I, I I like the 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 you know tag team from one promotion fighting the tag team from this promotion. I'm making fun of them, but I love them coming in because there's a lot of different things they can do. Because it's cross promotional, it's new. They could go with the thugs who are going to be playing babyface against them because they're white rappers, or what happens if they go up against the gangsters? The gangsters have all kinds of ammunition on these two. Bro, so this, this is I'm, good. I'm, yeah, I'm into it. I'm making fun of the gimmick because it's you got we got to talk about something. But I'm no, fine with is... it. I was thoroughly entertained by what I saw here. This is good, man. Look, at the end of the day, I, I'll just I'll say this, and this won't spoil whatever is going to happen with these teams and whatnot. But like. The gangsters are their run is not far from being over. They're they're wrapping up right now in, in this promotion. They're they they are wrapping up, and it's crazy. It was they they say it here. They mentioned eight months. It's like wow, man, I didn't even realize eight months went by really damn quick. But they they're wrapping up. So you know you got to have something different. You got to have some new faces come in. And I see. I don't mean baby face. I mean just new people and. But we no. used to get that sometimes with Mid-South and World Class. I mean, it wasn't all the time, but they, they would shuttle some people back and forth, and that was good, right? They had to, man. Those ro- That fucking World Class roster is it was so small. Thin. They didn't rotate people in. They were ten. It, they, were, they were just like your pellies. They were 10 deep. <laughs> dude, that's funny. <laughs> On a serious note, if, if, if you think the Smoky Mountain roster is small. And like, it is. It is. I don't think people realize how small World Class's roster was. That shit was spit glue and duct tape small. They they did that, not have a lot of people. That's how you make money, pal. But they you know, rich people money. don't get rich by giving it away. That's true too. Them Von Eric boys and them Freebirds for a, for a year and a half just. How do you think Kevin's living out in Hawaii right now? Well, you know, I wasn't going to say that, but okay. I, I th- I've anyway. been roster and selling that library tape, the library to Vince. So, all right, Doc, any other thoughts on this promo from the Thugs, PG-13, and then the Gangsters coming in? No, I think I'm interested to see what happens here. There's a lot of different ways this could spider web. Amen. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, with that said, we're going to give out the disability checks, or Doc is going to give out disability checks. Um, I already gave out my government cheese, but with that said, uh, so let's see what these disability checks uh, look like. Remember, use our Amazon link. It's Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, and please use that link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. a great way to support this show. There you go. Please use it. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life. Tell them to use it. Do us a solid and actually put that link into their browser. Put it into them, not them, the browser. There you go. Doc, uh, disability checks, man. What uh, what are you thinking here? Good episode. Uh, mm-hmm. we're can, we're, we are deep into 95 and continuing to get good content. And I think some people get lazy and say, oh, 95 is a bad year for Smoky Mountain. There are going to be times coming up in the next 30 episodes where it's not great. But we're still on a pretty good high here. 
and, and as such, um, I'm going to accurately down to the tenth uh, tenth of a point, uh, correctly and accurately rate this as an eight point two. Eight point two. Good job. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid A uh, for my rating. And with that said, we'll go to the government cheese. I already said who's getting my government cheese. I thought he Who? was really good in this episode. He was he tore Andrea Ricky Morton's girlfriend a new one throughout mm, the the that segment, sounds so. that sounds dirty. I'm just saying. Who are you giving yours to? Wait, so not Buddy at the at Classy Motors? Not this time, but he did. I don't want to give nothing away. Snow gets it for me. Who are you getting it from? You? Well, I wrote this down at the beginning of uh, well earlier this week when I watched the episode and I have not deviated as sometimes I tend to do during the, the course of the episode. Uh, give me Al Snow as well. Wow. Al Snow with the cheese. Yeah. Oh my. Well, there yeah. you have it. That's some great stuff. Al Snow with the cheese. And please throw a little cheese our way by becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It's a great way to support this show, get extra content, get the video review versions of these. All that good stuff available on our Patreon page, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, couple of things real quick. Shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. They support us, so please support them. They talk classic and current stuff. Also, shout out to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. Those two shows, the great part about them is they don't miss they deliver every single week, and they're a great show, so check them out. Doc, anything else before we get out of here? You got uh, anything you want to touch base on? Nah, I think, you know, just to say we've done it again, you know. We're just out there, like, delivering the mail. Just rain, sleet, snow, just kick ass every time. How about that? You're like Cal Ripken, bro. Yeah, that's true. That's a good analogy. I would have I would have liked to have Harper running in and doing some shenanigans, but apparently uh, some broad down in New Orleans needed to get Harperized it. You know what? <laughs> Who can blame him? Who can blame him for that? For real. All right, Doc. So uh tell you what, man, won't you uh won't you won't you hit the tagline? Oh, 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 all right. Freak out, freak out. Is that it? Freak go, freak out, baby. Uh, All right, well, how about this one? Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episodes. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at HalfPoints Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, longtime supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure y'all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeFries, SV Padgham, Bill Sousa, Big Rich at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andrade, Cole Mini 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when you get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>